And welcome back to another episode of the Super Nintendo Bros podcast, where we talk about Nintendo and probably other things. Well, I guess we usually talk about other things, but I know we're going to today. Uh, so last week, I introduced my new permanent co-host, Ross Bus, and uh, now he's not here. Poor Rest Ross Bus. Poor Ross He's sick. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think he honestly, like, I think he did this on purpose to make me look stupid. No, no, no. I think he's, I think he's actually sick. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you hadn't noticed. Well, I mean, we do live in West Virginia where it is March and May. I mean, I saw, listen. Snowy. My grass needs cut and it, it, it's going to snow tonight. Yeah, I know. I, There's like eight inches of snow at Snowshoe. So who's right shocked that we're all getting sick? Yeah, good point. Good point. We, we experienced four <laughs> seasons in 48 hours, and that's how it is here. Welcome to West Virginia. Uh, so uh, as you've already noticed, uh, today I have with me the Mountaineer of the Mushroom Kingdom, my brother, Justin Robinson. Hey, Raj. Raj, I need this so bad. I know you do because you have been a joy in Discord <laughs> over the last two or three days. Just an absolute pleasure in Discord. Um, so, I don't sense any sarcasm there at all. but No, yes. not, not a bit. So here, here's the deal with, with this episode that we're doing right now. Uh, originally, the original plan for this exact recording was uh, Russ and Max and I were going to talk about uh, Space Coyote or whatever that. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> I, <that>, disrespect. <laughs> I mean, listen, Space Coyote's hero deserves disrespect. Let's be fair here. Um, <laughs> but we're going to save that for another time because, well, obviously, Russ is not with us. So instead, Justin, in order to... Um, get some of this hatred out of his body and to vent some of this bullshit out. Uh, really enthusiastically volunteered to do the episode today. And he even came up with a topic. He has questions he's going to ask me, all this other stuff. I just want to put a disclaimer out here right now. I have no fucking idea what's about to happen. <laughs> I don't know any of these questions. I don't know anything he's going to talk about other than I assume he's going to be ranting and uh, complaining about Microsoft and Redfall specifically. Which Red fell right off a cliff at launch. It did, yeah. Uh, we, in fact, uh, Bonner and Justin and Russ and I played for about what is it, forty minutes last night, and it I was, it was uh, like two hours. I don't know, it was that long, but it was, it was really. I thought we played for like two. Oh my gosh, you're telling you're telling me that fun only lasted forty five minutes. Jeez. I mean, it was maybe an hour. I, I don't think it was two. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we played, and it was certainly. It was an experience. I think my favorite part was like Russ playing on Xbox. We were all playing on PC, but Russ playing on Xbox. And like he would, he was talking about things that were going on in his screen that we clearly didn't see on ours. And they sent the screenshot of how bad something looked on the Xbox. And it was like silky smooth, beautiful on, well, silky smooth, beautiful on the PC. I think. Shout out, air quotes, to the network engineers. We never got disconnected one time. This is true. You, if you can say nothing else about Redfall, you can say that the online worked on day it one. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. But uh, so before we dive into your topic, okay. last time when Russ and I convened, we talked about games we're playing. And I, I that's something I always like to oh, do. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. And I, I said, you know what? We're doing this on the show from now on. So I love that. Um, I and, love that, actually. So tell me about what you were playing, specifically the Switch games and everything else, too. Okay. Uh, been playing. I just finished Twilight Princess for the first time. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, shout out to you and and Bonner and Russ who really pushed me to finally play it and really uh, pushed you to finish it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I had a lot of problems with it because I played it on the Wii back in the day, and um, 
just didn't really enjoy the motion controls, but what a great game. It, it We were just talking about before the podcast, mm-hmm. so many memorable things that you can just close your eyes and you'll see scenes of the ending and other things. And um, I don't know, I, I streamed it all the way through, which took me a long time because I don't stream that often, but... Um, yeah, I think you started this in like, what, January? It was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while since... It's been like an hour here and there, this. like yeah. just chipping away at it. So um, I really, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And then... Because of you, I started playing Skyward Sword because uh, there's a lot of references in the trailer. I am on the third temple of Skyward Sword. I have no idea how far that is, but um, you're getting close to halfway. Okay, running out of time. Yeah, because you want to beat this for run it, beat it for yeah. Because what I just want to announce this right now: the day after this episode launches. Oh my God! It's Tears of the Kingdom Day. Yes. <laughs> so when you're listening to this, we're playing this game tomorrow. I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. That makes everything better. And the next episode also, because of this, will be our impressions on Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Good times. So Skyward Sword, Raj, I have notoriously not liked this game. Right. And I try to go into games with a level mind and give it an honest shot. And I'll be flat honest with you. I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Uh, I wouldn't say more than Twilight Princess, but... It's pretty good. Uh, I, I really like it. And uh, the motion controls, I had a lot of issues with, but um, for some reason, it's starting to work pretty well now. I still can't catch bugs that well. I don't know what the heck I have to do. To, right. You got to waggle it the right way. Yeah. You have to like turn it and everything and, you know, catch them. But um, other than that, I mean, that's, you know, and I told Russ his exact words on our last episode Skyward Sword is a good game, and I'm tired of pretending it's not. Yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah, it's it's a good game. I did not like it before. Um, was the Wii Motion Plus required for that game? Yes. Okay. In fact, it was bundled. You could get it bundled with a gold Zelda Wii Remote and the Wii Motion Plus together. Yeah. That's I, the version I had. I had that too. I think it was like 60 bucks. Yeah. It was a great deal. Great deal. Um, well, it was like the last Wii game I ever bought. So we right. got, uh, got another thing. But yeah, really enjoying that. And then just on top of that, just playing some shooters overwatch and then some final fantasy 5 for the first time which thoroughly enjoyed i love on my final Switch. fantasy 5 so much yep in fact that might be the next one i replay just because even though i literally just beat it like last fall like i want to play it again already um so what you've been playing uh let's see so actually i've beat like several games since last time we did the episode uh no, when Russ and I had the episode last time i was talking about resident Evil 4 remake and that i was pretty close to the end i did wrap that up um, that is a masterclass in remakes. It is one of the best remakes I've ever played, period. Uh, right up there with, with Dead Space Remake. It is just top-notch. Very good. You don't get better in Resident Evil 2 Remake, obviously. You don't get better than those. Uh, so I beat that. And then, of course, the Final Fantasy uh, Pixel Remaster Collection came out on the Switch, which I, no shame, owned two copies of because uh, Justin got me this lovely pre-order from the Square Enix store somehow by a miracle of the physical version, which is impossible it's impossible to get, basically. It's going for a ridiculous amount of money on eBay right now. Um, but I refused to open this, and I got a digital copy to play on the Switch. And I very quickly, with the help of the boost feature, played through Final Fantasy 1. Mind you, I've beat that game before, so I'm not ashamed to have done it. And then I played through Final Fantasy 2 with the boost feature because fuck that game otherwise because <laughs> you played without the boost feature, obviously, on the PC. 
Yeah, and uh, the PC version supposedly way better too than the PS One version yeah. and the PSP version. Those are, I guess, those, those were are, those are the same games. I think. Yeah, they were. They were rough. Those were very not, rough. Uh, those were not good. Final Fantasy Two with the boost feature is a pretty darn good Final Fantasy. Yeah, like I would like if if you include the boost feature. I'd say it's at least on par with the original Final Fantasy, if not a little better, because of the story. Um, I like one better, but I can I can understand. But if that. you remove that from it and just look at Final Fantasy One versus Final Fantasy Two on a whole, um, Final Fantasy One is it's the better game. But you know, I played through those two games pretty quickly, um, and now I'm playing way too much shit. Yeah, I am too. I, uh, there's a lot of stuff I forgot to mention too, but that's fine. Yeah, so I just started literally three games in the last five, six days. Okay. I started the last of us part one finally, so you guys can get off my ass. <laughs> um, that's for Russ. Yeah, that's that's for that's for Russ. Uh, well, you, you tend to. Oh, I've been giving you hell about it. Anytime somebody mentions the game, you're like, "Oh, how is that game?" Yeah, I'm like, "How is it? How's that new patch? Is it working pretty well?" <laughs> it works very well, actually, because the new patch was installed when I played it the other day. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm actually playing that in quality mode. I, I, you know, I was like, "You know what? I don't need performance mode." I played the last was part, the original last was in 30. So I can play the remake in 30 and enjoy quality mode. And it's been great. This this slander that I can only play games at 60 FPS is just not true. So no. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of slander out there. I just played Twilight Princess 30 frames, so it's perfectly fine. It is. Um, I also started Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which I'm also playing on performance or on quality mode. But I hear performance mode is a little jank a little ways in. They did some fixing for it today. Right. I, I, now, mind you, I only got an hour in, so I didn't get to the parts where it was apparently an issue. So when I played, I didn't have any problems. But uh, hopefully when I jump back into it here in the next day or two, I won't have to worry about that. Russ was right, though. I flipped it over to quality mode, and it was working pretty well. Right. Um, you actually won't believe what RPG I started on my Steam Deck last week. Really? Breath of Fire 4. Oh, my. Dude, I have been thinking about Breath of Fire. This is why we're best friends. I've been thinking about that game. That game has such great art style. Does it? How, how's it look? It, it holds up. Because of the way the graphics are done in that game, mm -hmm. like the hand-drawn stuff, it holds up so well. I would, um, I would kill for a collection. Oh, uh, me too. I'm already farther than I've ever been on the game, which is not very far. <laughs> you know, maybe like an hour in or so after you fight the first boss in the first, I will call it a dungeon, even though it's not really a large area. But um, it's pretty good. But the problem is I'm having right now, and the, the thing that's keeping me from playing all of those three games right now is there's a little game on the Switch that came out last week. And when I say little, I mean, like, I've, I'm not being sarcastic. Actually, it's kind of a under-the-radar kind of game called Trinity Trigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went up to Best Buy and picked up the Day One Edition. Nice little collector set. It's got a soundtrack and an art book and everything. And What else does that have, Rod? You sent me a picture of it. Oh, it has an instruction manual. Oh, man. You open the game case, and there's an instruction manual. That's amazing. Which that alone made my day. And I kind of wish I, I... I hate that I had to open the thing. I really do. But I don't know that it's going to be particularly rare as far as this edition. It, is, it seems to be plentiful. Like, you can even get it on Amazon now. So. There's there's no instruction manual in that Pixel Remaster, so you don't have to worry about opening that. It's okay. Up. I'm sure there's not, and I'm not going to open up to find yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, But I think that's sometimes worth opening. Sometimes. Um, so, on Trinity Trigger, for those of you who aren't familiar with the title, this is an action RPG very much in the vein of Secret of Mana or Trials of Mana. Mm. Uh, in fact, several team members... From the Trials of Mana team, worked on this game. Uh, in fact, I believe the director, one of the creators, did this game. 
Uh, the character design uh, is from the same person who did the character design for Xenoblade Chronicles, and it shows in the uh, when you see the characters animated uh, during like I guess they're not really cutscenes, but when they have their character animations on the screen, you can yeah, definitely yeah. tell like very very similar to Xenoblade as far as that concerned. And the music is also done by um, some people that worked on the Trials of Mana games, if I remember correctly. So. Um, I love this. I literally, like, we went to Virginia over the weekend, and I played for, like, six hours in the car. That's awesome. I couldn't put it down. It's great. Yeah. So, very, very good. Very good stuff. If you like action RPGs, or if you enjoy the mana games, like, this is a must-play. It's, I, I really can't say. I we're we're eating it. good, man. We are. We really are. You just are. have to know where to look. Exactly. That's why you listen to Super Nintendo Bros. Exactly, because we won't steer you in the way of uh, poor things. But it's okay because tomorrow we're playing Tears of the Kingdom. Oh yeah, that's right. We just went to the future. Yeah, and yes. yeah, because when they're listening to this, it's the future. <laughs> that's right. Although if you're a Patreon subscriber and you're listening to this, you're like, you're not playing Tears of the Kingdom tomorrow, you assholes. <laughs> uh, and then next month we're playing Final Fantasy 16 and Diablo 4. Oh man, it's, it's too good right now. Sadly, none of those those two games are on the Switch. Actually, no. I think Diablo 4 is Diablo 4 on the Switch. I didn't think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, that's that's what I'm playing. I went a little long-winded there, but that's, yeah. That's good. I, I like that section. That's one of my favorite sections. Me too. I, I love talking about what I'm playing it's just because it's fresh on your mind and just, man, when I get home, I don't want to play Trinity Trigger. That's... I also played Resident Evil 4. That game's truly special. There's something about it it's just so, I had like one minor complaint because I like, I like texting you, Raj. And giving you my instant reactions of things. Yes. You and do. sometimes you get like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Then you'll be like, ah, oh, I'm not liking this. And there was one part where I was really just not feeling it. But then the game's just like, I'm the best ever. So um, what a special game. There's something about Leon going on a rescue mission for Ashley. Give it. Give me Resident Evil 4 too. Why, I, I, do not remake Resident Evil 5. Please yeah. don't do it. And if you've never played Resident Evil 4... And uh, you only have a Switch, so you can't play this game. If you're not, you can play the original on the Switch. Good, yeah. Still amazing. Still great. Still fantastic. I really do want to know what they're, they're... They're probably in a boardroom meeting. Well, they're probably sleeping right now because it's really late at night there. Well, true. But um, they have to be wondering, what do we do next? Um, which I'm sure we're going to get Resident Evil 9 next. Yeah, which... But I want, a, I want a Resident Evil remake of the remake. Like a remake of the original. The original. I think it does deserve that. And I would also like to see a remake of Code Veronica just to bring it modern as well. You yeah. could even do Zero, but... Yeah. I, let's retcon 5 and 6 or just at we least can, We can just forget them. those ever happened. Yeah. And, and I like 5. Don't get me wrong. 5's fine. 5's fine. It's fine. It's not 6. <sighs> 6 is not good. I mean, 5, you at least had shared progression. Very true. Unlike... Some games. Some games are 2023, but you know, hey, it's too hard to do. That so. don't offer 60 FPS on the Xbox Series X. <laughs> it even says it on the back of the damn case. 60 FPS. I was I was uh I was strolling through the Twitterverse today. This is just gonna be one heck of an episode. I was strolling through the Twitterverse, you know, just looking because I was personally really looking forward to this game and I feel personally hurt and attacked. But we're talking about of, Redfall, by the uh, way. Redfall. And a lot of people were <laughs> like 
to the replies to the tweets of like Redfall play it today. Like a lot of some of the tweets were like, I mean, there was a lot of just savage stuff going on out there. Oh, but sure. some people would just say, I'm waiting for 60 FPS. And the replies to that would always be like, you got way worse problems. <laughs> 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 waiting for 60 <laughs> FPS. For like sure. if that's what you're waiting for, just stop waiting. <laughs> my favorite videos on the internet today, like we ran into some pretty bad shit last night as far as like the AIs. I think I don't think AI is a good name for the AI. I think it should be referred to as like the artificial like dumbassery, because the AI is it's, it's an oxymoron in this case. It is not intelligent. I'm experiencing way better AI in Skyward Sword. Like the bats like swarm you. Right. Uh, That's because Skyward Sword's a good game. It is, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Anyway, I could program a game right now with better AI, and we all know how well that would go if I tried to program a game right now. <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing I've seen on the internet today, though, is like the videos of people fighting the vampires in Redfall, and the vampires just, just staying there, not doing anything, just hanging out. I think that red mist that we kept running into is supposed to go away. Like, remember, like, whenever we were down in that cave? Oh, wait, I wait, think wait. so. I think so. Because so you're it's one to, of those things where we spent like the whole hour just assuming it's a feature of the game. Only yeah, you're supposed to bug. collect these skulls and then you fight the world boss. And you can't go place those skulls on that pedestal without walking into the red stuff. Right. Um, but I don't know that for sure. And I want to credit ACG with oh, that last man. quote because I didn't listen, I didn't watch his review, but I do know the quote. Shout from out the to ACG. Yeah. That uh, he said that he spent you know two hours playing that game um, assuming something was a feature of the game that was a shitty feature, and it turned out to be a bug, because it was that bad of a bug that you know went on that long. You're gonna be surprised about my topic I bring to you today, Raj. All right, well, you know what? It's no better time to dive in than right now. Okay, so, well, rest in peace, D3. Um, we're we're getting to that time, that time of year where E3 usually happens. It's like halfway through the year. Things are rampant. We go to too many games. We go to too many games. We have a lot of retro stuff we're going to look forward to. But uh, I thought about this topic for you, Raj. And I just want to pick your brain. And I want to talk about the state of Nintendo and gaming in 2023. Okay. How you feel. But also, I want to go back in time some. And, you know, I want to know how you feel. We're, we're, we're leading up to one of the most exciting points of Nintendo history right now. Tears of the Kingdom is going to be huge. But there's been a lot of periods of, of Nintendo history. Like we've talked about Discord and stuff like that. And I also want to compare it to just a little bit, you know, because we could go on forever. But I want to compare it to, well, how do you, like, how did you feel about PlayStation at this time? How did you feel about Xbox at this time? Because we're, we love games. We, we do. We love Nintendo the most, but we also just like gaming news in general. So I want, I want to take you back to 2006 right now. Okay. Uh, the GameCube was out for a while. We enjoyed the GameCube, um, but the Wii's coming out. Right. And uh, how how were you feeling about the Wii when it came out? Uh, were you? I mean, we were back in college then. I just started college in 2005, so uh, it came out in 2006. But just just tell me about it, what what you felt like in 2006 leading up to the Wii. So, with the exception of maybe the Switch, mm -hmm. and I say maybe on that, I think. <laughs> The buildup and the anticipation for me for the Nintendo Wii might have been the most excited I've ever been about a console release. And again, I say other than maybe the Switch because I can't... I mean, I was very pumped for the Switch. Mm -hmm. um, but I know like with, when the Wii was coming out, we were getting Twilight Princess. 
Yeah, oh, it was huge, man. And I mean, yeah, with the Switch, mind you, it had been a much longer break since we'd had a Zelda game when Breath of the Wild was coming out. But even still, like, there was something about seeing Twilight Princess that was a game changer. Mm-hmm. Like, even though Breath of the Wild, yes, it was a game changer, it wasn't that big, massive step, technically. Mm-hmm. Or at least we didn't know it was the time. Right. That Twilight Princess was. Um, and, you know, the the Wii launched the same day as the PlayStation 3, or maybe it was more than the same week. But it, was around it, was, the, it was right really around the same time, yeah. I think it was the same weekend. Um, and I... I chose the obviously I was in college so I wasn't going to afford to buy two brand new systems at the same time mm-hmm. not to mention I already had an Xbox 360 that had come out the year before yes um, so I was like yeah I'm, I'm getting the Wii um, even coming off of the PlayStation 2 which was one of my top three favorite systems of all time uh, I still chose the Nintendo Wii because at heart and I've always been this way since I was you know just a little Raj playing some uh Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Bros. on my NES at four years old. I was a Nintendo kid. Mm-hmm. And then I was a Nintendo teenager. Now I'm a Nintendo adult. Do you remember? Do you remember the mystery of like the motion control gaming and everything? Like the the hype leading up. Like we never experienced no, it. It's like I was like, how is this really going to work? Like, yeah, is this going to work? Like how how does it work on my TV? You know, like there was a lot of speculation about that. The best thing that you mentioned, I knew you were going to say this too. That's that's why I thought of this. What was the first thing out of your mouth? Zelda. Yep. And I think whenever a Zelda comes out, it's always a turning point. You know I what I mean? I think you like, and I have had this conversation. Yes. And that that that's why I've thought of this. And it's funny that you mentioned you mentioned the hype for the Wii. And I agree. It was it was super high. It was unbelievable. I worked at GameStop. You could not, and you worked there too. You could not find a Wii anywhere. For- a year plus. At least a year. It was it was basically it was as hard to get a, a Wii as it was to get a PS5. I remember when I first got Facebook, it was called the Facebook. So now I'm dating myself. And you had to have a college email account to you have, had to have a college email yep, account. Back, that was back One of the back. things I put in my bio was hi, welcome to GameStop. Sorry, we don't have Wii's. Because I just remember <laughs> it saying it so much. And it was just like write something about yourself. I know that's really stupid, but I thought it was funny at the Do time. Do you remember it was a year or two after the Wii came out and you still couldn't get a Wii? But we were taking pre-orders for Wii's, and we would give out a, a card. It was a card they would get with it, or like a a case with some artwork that says "Congratulations, you're getting a Wii mm-hmm. after Christmas." Yes. Yep. Yeah, with the guarantee that they were not going to arrive before Christmas. Nope. And people were buying them for the, people were still buying these for their kids and giving them to them, which was smart because yeah. I mean you would never. It's still. I mean, what? But that just goes to show how hard it was. It, it was, was very hard. I mean, at first I said it was hard to get a PS5. Was but honestly, it was probably harder. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you didn't have online back then, really. Exactly. So like, you, I remember going to circuitcity.com, and it was like nothing yeah, like, like... If you weren't getting it in the store, you weren't getting it. Yeah, which it's kind of nostalgic, but uh, uh, but yeah, I want... So, yes, we, we both remember that. It was a pretty hype time. Um, the Wii had its flaws later in, in the cycle, but very hype going into yep. the Wii. Now, it's funny you mentioned the, um, the PlayStation 3. You know, I told you we were going to kind of skirt just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Do you remember the PS3 was not, people were not excited about it. No. It um, launched with nothing. Launched with nothing. Very expensive. Um, you know, at least when the 360 launched, it had Call of Duty. It had Call of Duty too. Yeah. Huge. And that was, that was very big for them. But when the PS3 came out, like, I, was, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of what the PS3 launch games were. I got a like, PS3 at launch and I remember the two launch games I got. 
Resistance and NBA 06. Yeah, then there was Genji. I remember Genji was a launch game. Yep. And Genji was ridiculous and not do well. Uh, NBA, obviously, it's, it's if you're an NBA fan, you're going to probably like it. If, if it was good, I don't know that it was or not. If you're not an NBA fan, you're not going to be interested. I plugged an HDMI cable into it and it looked good because I had an HDTV and for my... Resistance, however, was th that was like... That was their thing. That was probably their best launch title, it but great. it was it was not Call of Duty. Either. No, 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 no. It was yeah. It, I really liked it. I like the alternate history. I could totally see Bill. I don't think they had it online. I don't. I uh, did so. not. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think they had online until Resistance Three. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of trying to do with this. With this, I'm just trying to build your feel where we were at then. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a new Zelda coming. It was very exciting. Um, and then the 360. We'll get to that one. Um, you know, I, we can, we'll kind of glaze over that. It, it was a great time. It, I thought the Xbox ended very strong. The 360 launched a year before, but there was a lot of momentum going for that. Um, like you said, it had Call of Duty and everything. But So then we get Skyward Sword later on. I'm kind of skipping Zelda to Zelda. Yeah, um, that's fine. So Skyward Sword comes out, and I, I personally feel, and you may disagree with me, I feel like momentum was really, really dying at that time for Nintendo. It was. Um and I think it's because of the fact that we knew that the Wii, as far as like a, a you know piece of hardware, up until that point, Nintendo was pretty good about competing with Xbox. They were and PlayStation, um, and the Wii very much did not provide the same what was at the time next gen experience that you could get on the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, um, and I think people wanted that. And the fact that, you know, instead of releasing new hardware while, you know, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One were getting ready to launch, you know, we really didn't know a whole lot of that was going on. And we just kind of kept in this holding pattern almost. I want to say we were at the point where they're just, what all they're doing is they're putting GameCube games on the Wii with motion controls. It was at that point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were getting just, sequels that were kind of more of the same like Super Mario Galaxy 2 and I, I think we were already for something kind of fresh from Nintendo at that point and they, they just weren't giving it to us yeah yeah it ended up being a shovel war console at the end no I, I just thought of this off the top of my head do you think Skyward Sword because I, I mean I'm pretty sure it sold pretty well there was a ton of Wii's out there but I don't oh, think yeah. it, it it didn't do Breath of the Wild obviously. no but I think Skyward, Skyward Sword probably had a pretty high install base do you think that the hype for it and what if they alternate history, they don't put it on Wii, they launch it as a Wii U launch title. What do you think would have happened? Because 2012, we're, we're just going to get, it was a pretty dark time, man. It was. It was a um, very dark time for us Nintendo fans. I mean, I got to actually look something up, but what do you, what do you think, what would have happened if Skyward Sword would have launched on the Wii U? I think it, well, here's the thing. I think Wii U did pretty well at launch. Um, I think it would be kind of silly to argue that it didn't. But, you know, that being said, uh, I think one of the biggest things that hurt the Wii U in the long run that is the fact that we went a long time, like a good while before we got any of the major Nintendo properties having a Wii U entry. That mm -hmm. wasn't like a port of some sort. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we got, and, and you know, going wrong, yes, we got new Super Mario Bros. U at launch. But again, that was Nintendo giving us more of what we had already. We were already getting new Super Mario Bros. for DS, 3DS. We had already gotten not 
I think it was like two years before that, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. This is just more of that. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't feed the appetite for Nintendo gamers to get something new and fresh. <laughs> Whereas, really, all we got as far as that was concerned was Nintendo Land. And that was just minigames. Nintendo Land was cool, but... It was. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like, yeah, I agree with you. Um, the Wii U totally sold 13.56 million units total. Um, the GameCube sold 21.74. That feels like an astronomically different, just based off like how much people remember it, but it's really not that much different. Well, and the sad thing is, I mean, I, I think I speak for everybody except for Russ because his opinions are bad. He should feel bad. <laughs> uh, that the GameCube was a significantly better system than the Wii U. I think... It, I think most people think that. Um, I mean, I know Russ has his opinions on that and everything, but um, it really didn't sell that much more. The Nintendo no. 64 sold 33 million right. units, uh, or I guess consoles. So, and that was against the PlayStation 1, so that's pretty, you know, that's... That's pretty good, yeah. And, yeah. There, and there's more gamers now than ever. I mean, more people are playing games. You know, we're getting older, we have money and everything. You right. know, people's kids, our kids of, uh, you know, of our generation will be buying these consoles and everything. But I just wondered if if Skyward Sword would have launched on it because, and also to go back to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, momentum for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 came out a year later because the Wii yep. U came out in 2012. Momentum for PlayStation 4 was huge by the time the Wii U yeah, came out. Yeah, because PlayStation 3, even though it had that rough start, it it's kind of funny how that gen worked because at launch, you know, Xbox of that year... You one year head start on Sony on that and Nintendo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Xbox 360 was like, as far as the games con- were concerned, was a better system throughout most of that generation. And then we had one of the Zelda, like a Zelda type turning point when Sony released Uncharted 2. Yeah, and then I feel like everything turned, yes, for PlayStation. And then it finished much stronger than it the did. Xbox did, it did finish much stronger. So the momentum going from, you know, Wii to Wii U was not good. It was great going into the Wii. Um, but then the momentum from PlayStation shift too. Like, it just keeps shifting, you know? You may figure out where I'm going with this episode. Right. But, uh, or with my my talk with you. But I, I do I do wonder about Skyward Sword. I don't know if it could have changed it at all because I feel like it was just... I mean, it just it just wasn't there. The Wii U just right. wasn't there. But And I think it's worth pointing out, too, you and I, we were both day one Wii U buyers. Bought a day one. Um, I was very excited for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't hate the Wii U. Uh, it was the worst I definitely Nintendo didn't console. hate it when it first came out. It was the worst Nintendo console, but it still was better than a lot of other systems that have been out through the years. Right. It was as bad by... It was... What am I trying to say? It was fine. It was fine. Back to the topic of the state of Nintendo in 2023 and in, in the gaming sphere. Nintendo was not in a good spot then. No. They were just not in a good spot. Um, you know, they were they were in pretty bad shape. And that's when they started Nintendo Directs, um, which I love. I yep. love Nintendo Directs. But they, they did that and they announced like Wind Waker HD because they're like, the next Zelda is going to take a long time. I remember them saying that. So, um, but now we get into 2017. And here's the thing leading up to the Switch. Mm-hmm. It was so dire for Nintendo at that point where just the Nintendo fans were in such... Uh, they weren't fed up. I would not call them fed up, but they were in such... Um, I had a, even depressed. They were, they, they were kind of dejected. 
they were so kind of like kind of so feel, de- yeah. feel today. They were so <laughs> defeated at that point that even like the mainstream gaming media, there was a lot of speculation that the NX was going to be was going to be a platform, mm-hmm. not a console, and that it was yep, going to be something that it was that. like you could get and download on like an Xbox or a PlayStation yep. or a PC, and then they would sell their first party games through that type of service. Uh, uh, of course, it wasn't, and fortunately for Nintendo, it wasn't because, well. Yeah, and, and that's what I kind of want to lead up to. I remember in E3 of 2016, which we're, we're getting around that time now, uh, we see Breath of the Wild for, we saw like a, a trailer the year before of him just like jumping off his horse, you know, and the, the Guardian chasing him. Remember, it, it like showed the showed the world and he snapped his finger and then like it started moving. Yep. Uh, but the next year that like we we got to see the Great Plateau played at great extenses and um, we got to see a lot of people play it demo it we knew it was coming to wii u but they also said it was coming to the next generation console we didn't know when it was coming out we just knew it was coming out in 2017. um i thought momentum then started to pick up again like it was it was gaining we're just like oh my gosh this new zelda looks great we don't even know what the next system is but we knew that zelda which i keep referring to the first thing you mentioned when the wii you know um we wonder about the Wii U. It really didn't have a Zelda game. It had Breath of the Wild all the way at the end. I, don't, right. I guess you could theoretically count that. You could. It, it was. To be fair, it came out on Breath of the, the last Wild day. was developed for the Wii U. That's that's the platform that, that it was true. originally built for. It was originally built for it. Um, so if if you put a tombstone up with the Wii U, you would put basically the day it came out in November till the, the day Scott was three three twenty seventeen. You know, yeah. like that was it. So it does count, but. I thought momentum picked up a lot for the Switch. How were you feeling? I, I came to your house and we watched the presentation in January. How were you feeling about uh, Nintendo I was, at that time? I remember that whole evening vividly. You came over and we had been playing on this for weeks and weeks. If you remember doing this. And you got there and I remember one of the first things we did was I pre-ordered Banjo-Kazooie on the PlayStation 4. And... We were playing the uh, the sandbox demo for Banjo, or not Banjo, because uh, I know what you're for about. ukulele. ukulele. Yes, yes, yes. And we were playing the sandbox demo for ukulele while trying to kill time for the Switch presentation. And then I remember the Switch presentation started, and I was absolutely blown away from beginning to end. Yeah, I was too. It was. It's like okay, it's not going to give us the graphical prowess of the Xbox One or PS4, mm-hmm. but we didn't expect it to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a close yes like I would venture to say most PS4 and Xbox One software could run on the Switch mm-hmm. not all not, uh, you know, all, yeah. I, not, not everything mm-hmm. obviously Ghost of Tsushima or like Kingdom Hearts 3 or something like that it's not going to run on the Switch right um, I felt an excitement that I hadn't felt since the Wii was introduced that was 2006 yep that's why I brought this up. Yeah, and PlayStation didn't bring that to me. Mm-hmm. Xbox didn't bring it to me. In fact, I didn't even get the Xbox One for quite a ways in mm-hmm. to that generation. I went PS4 straight up at launch. I didn't. I didn't even look at an Xbox One for a good while. PS4 I bought at launch too, but if I had to be honest with you, I didn't really enjoy it until Bloodborne. Bloodborne and Destiny first. One. Destiny One was a year later. And it was Bloodborne a while. was a year and a half um, later, I think, or year. It was March, basically, I think. Yeah, and honestly, like the only reason I ended up buying an Xbox One was because um, that was where Rise of the Tomb Raider was going to be exclusive to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know, that, yeah, a period of time. Um, 
and I, having loved the Tomb Raider reboot, I really wanted to play Rise. I was like, well, I had to get an Xbox One. And mm-hmm. I did, and I did not regret it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I remember in 2017, came to your house, we watched it. Uh, we saw Mario Odyssey. They, we did. didn't, they didn't name we it saw, at the time. We saw Skyrim. They didn't even announce it. They just showed it. And, like, they just the showed it. We played the Switch. We're like, is that Skyrim? Yep. Um, we saw Xenoblade Chronicles 2. We did. Um, and they said all this stuff was coming out in a year. And we're like, when's this thing coming out? And they said 3-3-2017, you know? Um, Which sure was at that point, like, not even six weeks away. I'm pretty sure it's 3-3, right? It was 3, I think it was 3-3. Three, three. Uh, I remember, um, rest in peace, Sony, on this one. It was, like, two weeks after Sony launched Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, oh, my gosh, it got buried. And then it got buried by Breath of the Wild, which... Which sucks because Horizon Zero Dawn is a fantastic game in its own right. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but so it was. It, yeah, it was. It was three three, um, twenty seventeen. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's something I'll never forget. Um, I was so hyped. Um, we went. We stayed the night at a hotel near GameStop so we could pre-order it uh, in the morning. We were there. We were we were first in line, weren't we? Yes, we were. We were first in line. There was one other person that showed up. I think as early as we did at some point. Um, but I, the hype was incredible. Nintendo was riding a high ever since 2017. That, And I still feel like this is the best time ever to be a Nintendo fan. It is. It is absolutely the best time to ever be a Nintendo fan. And that's where I got the idea of this, is that during a lot of these times that you would have not said that. We were worried about Nintendo. We were like, ah, Nintendo's great, but, you know, it's it's not it's not in the best shape. I feel more confident than ever that Nintendo is dominating right now. And they're giving us some of the best games that we've ever had. And I actually, I want to know, how do you feel? We're, we're so close to Tears of the Kingdom. How are you feeling leading up to Tears of the Kingdom? Um, this is probably the most, I, I, I've actually have said these exact words to you about this exact game. This is the most hyped I've been for a game in a very long time. I couldn't tell you the last time I was this hyped for a single game. Maybe Final Fantasy 15 was probably the last time I was this hyped for a game. Oof, and that, that kind of hurt, didn't it? It did. <laughs> it let me down because... It let me down too. 15, that came out after the Switch, did it not? Am I wrong? When did Final Fantasy 15 come out? It might have been 2016. It was 2016, so it came out before the Switch. Yeah. Um, and I was also very happy for Breath of the Wild. So the last time I was this hyped for a game was Breath of the Wild and or um, Final Fantasy 15... And I'll even uh, I'll even throw Persona Five in there because it was yeah, also Persona like, Five was a big, big one. Time. Must have this game. So do do you feel that Nintendo is competing pretty good in the space nowadays? I mean, how do you feel about? I, I right think now? not only are they competing pretty well in the space, I think it's their space. Um, here's the thing: Nintendo is consistently the Switch, even two, even now having been out for six plus years. Mm-hmm is still consistently the best-selling console um, on the market. Yeah. PlayStation 5 is picking up because they're, they're, they're getting some more numbers. Right. PS5 is starting to pick up. And I think PS5 is going to pass it sooner rather than later because the install base is much lower, number one, but two, the console availability is much better. Yeah. Um, do you know how many Switches have sold worldwide right now? I do not. It is 122.55 million. A lot of million. It is the third best-selling console of all time. That's behind the. Uh, that's behind the Game Boy. I know that. Nope, past the Game Boy. Did it pass the Game Boy? Okay. 
There's two ahead of it. Okay, well, what are the two consoles? Had PlayStation 2 at $155 million. Okay, that makes sense. Nintendo DS at $154 million. So it is, uh, the PlayStation 4 is right behind it, $117 million. Right, but you got to think that's stalled. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. definitely stalled. Oh, yeah, the and PlayStation I would, 4 is I pretty would, much done. I would yeah. honestly say that the Switch, the Switch, hmm. How many million did it sold? 125.5? 122.55 million. That was gonna, the, it is not going to hit 130. It is certainly not going to hit the 150 plus million that the PS2. No, yeah, yeah. I think, that's, I think that's pretty safe. I think 130 is probably the pie in the sky dream that Nintendo got at this point. Just because this, the install base is already just astronomical. You know, so many people own a Switch right now, and the number of consoles sold really speaks to that. A lot of people just bought that Zelda Switch, though. A lot, well, a lot of people did buy that Tears of the Kingdom Switch. I, it <laughs> took everything I had to pass on it because, you know, the, it, I would have had to drain most of my savings account to do it, which would have been most of my too many games money, which, by the way, uh, Justin and I, we, we are not guests at this uh, event by any means. We're not that big yet. No, we probably ever be. But Justin and I will be at Too Many Games in Philadelphia on uh, June 22nd and 23rd. Um, I like to think maybe we'll be wearing some Super Nintendo Bros merch of some sort. So if you see us there, if you're a listener somewhere and you're at Too Many Games, tell us hi. Say hi. Absolutely. I mean, we we tend to uh we tend to stock the uh the um that one podcast guys, one of the what? Oh, uh, Last Damn Media is we, uh, we Sacred Symbols. Yeah, we tend to stock the Sacred Symbols, guys. So if you want to stock us, go for it. <laughs> we love you, Dustin. You Absolutely. So, what? in the end, I feel like we're leading up to the next console. I think we're going to see a Switch 2 within the next 18 months. How are you feeling about it? About the Switch 2? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like about this time, this is about the E3 time now. I don't, I don't think we're going to hear about it. Probably till the fall. I think it'll be later. I think we're if not January. I think we're looking at a a holiday ish 2024 launch. I think we're going to see a reveal maybe in the spring for that. Maybe even not until next summer. I would. I would have to. um, But the thing is, I understand understand your logic because they showed. Remember, they revealed as NX. They showed the video in October of showing the Switch, and they said, you know, we have a presentation in January. Right. It was just a short, like, two-minute trailer yeah. of the Switch. They weren't selling any Wii U, so they weren't no. going to hurt that. But I, I don't think, I agree with you, I think that that would be weird to reveal the Switch 2 or whatever's mm. next, because they'll be like, well, we'll see you next year. I think they still have just enough going on. Now, mind you, we don't know of much coming past fall of this year for the Switch, and I don't think there's going to be much Do we know anything of this fall? fall? I think the latest game in their lineup that we know about is Pikmin 3. That's why I, th- I thought Pikmin was um, in July, right? Or sorry, Pikmin 4. Yes. And I think Pikmin 4 could very possibly be the swan song of the Switch. I think they're going to ride out the sales of that game maybe until um, try to get one more good holiday squeeze out of it to launch something else maybe this fall. Is there a Pokemon this fall or are they just no, doing the I, uh, expansion not, passes? We've not heard anything about Pokemon. But I think they'll launch something that's a smaller title, yet at the same time big enough to carry some holiday sales and get away with waiting to spring to announce something new. Yeah. Um, because here's the thing. They're going to sell systems based on Tears of the Kingdom even through the holidays. Oh, That game yeah. is that big. It's yeah, going to it's continue to sell systems through the end of the year. I think it's going to be huge. Um, they could even do like a smaller 2D Mario game or maybe even port something else over to the Switch from their older systems. 
from their classic catalog of games that could really even... surprised they didn't do a Mario tie-in with a movie. Oh yeah, and I and I also think that we'll, like maybe Metroid Prime two or or three mm-hmm. could carry holiday sales because look how well Metroid Prime uh, remastered in. It, so I'm telling you, the state of Nintendo <clears throat> right now, I personally think it's better than it's ever been. That's hard to disagree with. I mean, it is we're dominating. It it was pretty dominant, like back in the Game Boy Advance and and you know Nintendo sixty four was huge and and all that, but. This is different. And looking how the other companies just stumble and stumble and stumble. And there's a I, lot of reasons, I think, why Nintendo is dominating right now. I, I do, but they, they put out quality. Exactly. They're the only company out of the big three that are putting out is consistently releasing quality first-party titles. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony just flat out isn't releasing first-party titles. They're just, I don't know what they're doing. They've been so slow and so just I feel like Sony's been dragging their feet the entire generation on PS5 with, with getting out first party games we, um, we know nothing besides Spider-Man Microsoft is releasing first party games but they're <laughs> fucking garbage they've been not good unless unless it's Forza it's been bad Pentiment flat out but that's a Pentiment okay but that's a that's very niche though that is oh not my a, gosh uh, yeah um, <laughs> all five of us played that so yeah. uh, in um, Me and Max. Shout out, Max. So yeah. So number one is the fact that they're they're the company consistently releasing quality first party titles. Number two, the system itself is still by far the most most affordable, so it's more attractive to parents to purchase. Yep. And number three is that the games are still fifty nine ninety nine, with the exception of Tears of the Kingdom, which is Nintendo's first and so far only sixty ninety nine release on the Switch. Yep. I'm not going to say only ever because the Super Nintendo did exist and they worked very the games back then. Yes. Um, the only thing I'll push back, and I and I agree with you, the quality is insane. The one thing I am a little annoyed about Nintendo is their sports titles. They will release pretty bare bones, and then they update them over like six months. I want to say that I'm never going to buy another Mario sports game because I bought Mario Tennis and it's like, nah. Then I bought Mario Golf and it's like, nah. And then I bought Mario Strikers, Char- or the new one. It's like, nah. Yeah. It's like they just haven't been... They end up being good. They do. But after you wait forever. That's, Even that's, still, Mario Strikers is still pretty bare bound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's my one knock. That's about that's about it. Um, they're, they're just hitting on all cylinders. For some reason, and if you if you look through the history, 2006 up, 2012 down, 2017 up. Historically, yep. we're go, we're going down, but for some reason, I believe that we are continuing <laughs> up, Raj, because they just consistently deliver. I have all my issues with PlayStation. I have all my issues with Xbox, and that's a whole other discussion. Well, that's, and then like you, you start to count Nintendo out, and then like you know, last year for example, like okay, well, what's coming? Because is, is Tears of the is the new Zelda coming? It's like no, the new Zelda's not coming. But here, here's uh, Splatoon three, which did great, and here's Xenoblade three, which nobody knew about. And by the way, we're not only releasing that soon, but shit, we're going to release it earlier than we originally announced. Xenoblade three really did, and well. that was one of the best games of two thousand. 21 or 22. In fact, yep. I was thinking about that game earlier. I'm going to go back to that game this year because yeah, I love it so much when I played it. It sold really well and it did really it did. well. So, um, And then, of course, this year, you know, this release schedule is going to be a little lighter, but we're still getting Tears of the Kingdom. I think it's uh, We already got Fire Emblem. I, you know, it's... we Nintendo is still... They're delivering. We got Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they're still giving us got Advance Wars. Year after year. Yeah, finally Advance Wars came out, which I haven't even picked that up yet. I picked it up. I just haven't got to, to play it yet because um playing 50 games but well, it happens and it's it's one of those that's things that's why i haven't been another, another thing with nintendo they you know when you buy a game like when it comes out you might as well just buy it now because it's not going to go on sale right and i actually appreciate that because i'm like you know what uh i know this game's quality and i know that when i buy it it's not gonna when i bought jedi survivor i could have probably waited could have probably went on sale for 50 bucks probably but it's you know to, to play it now exactly and advanced wars it, if so. you want advanced wars raj you got to pay $60 at some point. I'm fine with that, but you know what? I'm not going to buy it right now. You know why? I'm not going to play it right now. I know, exactly. I'm playing too much right now, and I'll be lucky to finish any of these games before Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to try to at least beat one of the games I'm playing right now. I don't know if it's going to be Trinity Trigger. I don't know if it's going to be Jedi Survivor. I don't know if it's going to be Last of Part 1. I'm going to try to finish at least one of those before Zelda comes out. So Uh, gut check the future. You're feeling good. I'm feeling very good about where Nintendo's going next. Even though historically. Historically, it does Historically, I mean, like, PlayStation, up, down, up, down. Some could argue Xbox is always down. But they were up a lot. Right. They finished. The Xbox Series X, the, the, the lead up to it was hype. I mean, it was really hype. It was. That's why we bought it. Um, exactly. And I was looking forward to the Series X. And now it's to the point where I'm even considering selling my yeah. Series X because I don't play it. Anything I want to play that's going to be out on Xbox, I can play on my laptop. I do have a very good gaming laptop. Now, do I have a super, like, massively amazing PC like you just built? No. But I still have a very solid, you know, gaming laptop. It has a 3060 in it. Plays everything just fine. Yeah, everything on it. I was literally, I was playing Redfall at max settings Mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, So that shows that I can play games at high quality. I was playing... uh, Atomic Heart on Mac settings, which I didn't like the game that much, but it looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even, like, I, and I know, like, as soon as I hook that thing onto my TV, it's going to look even better. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done that yet. Yep. And I can play whatever I want through an Xbox on there, but, like, why would I want to play it on Xbox at this point? I even canceled my Game Pass subscription. That's how bad it's too. gotten. I did too. It's like, and I'm, I'm with you, like, when Starfield comes out, I'm buying it on Steam. I'm not yeah. buying it for Xbox. Yeah, I'm probably just going to buy it. Yeah, this is my, this is my therapy session, Raj, to, to just focus on the good. And that I do think Nintendo is, and I'm very excited where this podcast, I, I feel like this is going to be the most exciting time for this podcast. We're, oh, go, sure. we're going into the unknown after next Friday. After next Friday, like this is all they've been building up to for years. Yep. You know the future's coming. And all you know is that the teases will start sooner or later because they've, they've built up to this point for Zelda for many years. And what we're gonna have it, and it's gonna be. I cannot. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm with you. I can't wait, Raj. I can't wait to just text you back. Did you see this? Oh, did you see it? What? Oh, where'd you see that at? Oh, I'm gonna be. You yeah. know, like. I mean, they're still discovering things in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. People yeah, discover I, new stuff in that game still fairly regularly. I have a feeling we're all gonna play this one a lot more. I. I, I think we're think all I put about play. 40 to 50 hours in Breath of the Wild. I can see myself doubling that in Tears of the Kingdom. I've, and, you know, it looks, so. it looks massive. It does. And we don't even know, like, we don't know how big the underworld is. Nope. We don't know how big the sky is. Nope. But we know that Hyrule that is there is probably the same size, if not bigger, than Hyrule of Breath of the Wild. We don't know if we there's a dark world. We don't know if there's a dark world. So, you know, my guess is that the underground's probably going to be extremely vast. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be a tone open world. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get the same thing out of the sky, but I guarantee there's going to be a lot of content up there because that seems to be a driving point of what's going on in the game. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, I think you know, there's a lot of things I'd be interested to see, like how they handle, like with this being a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. We never had something like this. No, and one of the things I'm wondering is like when the game starts, like how are they going to explain how Link is like weaker than he was in Breath of the Wild at the end of the game? How are they going to explain all that away? I'm like, excited. are they are they going to Metroid him? Like, what are they going to do? What's <laughs> that's true? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Will he have the Sheikah Slate anymore? Yeah, I, we don't know. I don't know. Like, and like, what about, is he going to have his old abilities that he had before in the last game? I'm going to say no, because we already know there are bomb flowers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to guess no on that, but what happened to those abilities? You know, I mean, did, I don't know, did like Aghanim show up and just say, fuck you and shoot a shock into did Link Z- and Did Zelda Metroid take him? the Sheikah Slate? Is that a playable? Like, we don't know anything. I think Zelda's way. Well, that's not... Well, the mystery of this game is like, that's the best part of this game. I, I, I just, I totally think that this is the best time. I mean, I was just thinking of all the years I've been a Nintendo fan. This is it. And we don't know anything about the future. We do not. And I do know that I've been disappointed a lot, but Nintendo's been riding this high, and I just really hope they just keep going. And I'm really excited... That like this next Nintendo system, I'm sure we're gonna see a new Mario. We're gonna see all these things. I wish we would see it sooner, but it's okay. It's fine. They're gonna ride this high of Zelda all summer, probably all fall. If I had to guess, this fall they're gonna announce some DLC. This game has been done for over a month now, like yeah. just done, done. Which that's a beautiful thing. Five Nights Sixteen has been done for like two months. Been done, done. Tears like, of the Kingdom has been done for like a month. So we we can be pretty confident in the fact that. Um, both these games are going to be releasing in a complete mm-hmm. ready-to-go state. They're not going to be full of bugs. They're not going to be, you know, just half-assed attempts at getting a game out on time, missing a bunch of content. Um, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, uh, man, I'm excited because they, me and Mike talked about this. Breath of the Wild. It's built on the same engine. Been working on it for like five years. What have they been doing? Yeah. We're, we're about to find out. And I think that's what I want to talk to you about. I just want to see how you felt. Go back down memory lane a little bit and just see. I think the state of Nintendo's never been stronger. Well, you can't say that about the competitors. And it's a very competitive time out there. And uh I feel great being a Nintendo fan. I do too. It's I don't be... feel great about the other ones, but Hey, you know what though? It could change my mind pretty quickly. I uh, really hope they happen. start to turn the corner. Like we we know that. I mean, surely there's got to be things. There's so many things we don't know about. So many, and I guess it's the same with Nintendo. though. Like we don't know what's going on at Sony. We don't know what games they're working on. We don't I have know. No idea what's happening at Nintendo. At Nintendo, no idea. Are we getting a new Mario Kart on the next one? I I would. Why did they give us 48 new tracks? Are they crazy? I feel like like in on the next system, like they have to do Mario Mario Kart Nine. I, I do too. And they have to do a new Smash because something like Ultimate's not going to happen again. You think they'll reboot Smash? This is like I extra, think they're going to have to. We're, in, have the, we're in the extra content of this. They the pushed themselves into the wall with Smash. Like I don't, they can't go any further with what they have now. You know what's great is this is a really side tangent, but uh, Bandai Namco helps them um, develop Smash Brothers. And Tekken 8 is Bandai Namco, right? Am I correct about that? Uh, Tekken 8 is Bandai Namco, yes. They are going to be doing rollback netcode for Tekken 8, which is very exciting. It's like, it's like, it's like I have a feeling. Is Nintendo's online, though, going to be, like, are they going to put enough effort into it to make something like a rollback that could work? Uh, I think there system? is a fighting game. I think Skullgirls works on Nintendo Switch Online with rollback Neko. Now, I could be wrong about that. Correct me in Discord and tell me I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it does. 
Well, so it's very exciting. Because um, I, th- I think it's the one, like the one main area where Nintendo has to improve. Moving into their next generation of whatever it is they're going to release, they have to improve their online ecosystem. They do. Um, they are they improved a lot over Wii U. It did. Um, that's not saying much. That's a pretty low <laughs> bar. Uh, but I still feel like Nintendo is always like 15 years behind everybody else they as are. far as their online services and capabilities. And that's certainly no no exception. I mean. I think the best example you can set of that is the eShop itself. Like, it, it runs on a fucking JavaScript. eShop is... You it's can't find, bad. You can't the, find anything on that it doesn't, store. It, it, it lags so badly. It does lag horribly. Like, they need to set up a dedicated store server, something similar to what is on the PlayStation Store or the Microsoft Store, which, mind you, I'm not standing up for those either because those aren't very intuitive either. No, the search, can be the search on things. PlayStation 5 is terrible, but... It's baked in, like, when you scroll over to the store and press down, you're already in the store, where every other thing, you have to load a different app. So Very true. Very um, true. Don't even get me started on my problems with PlayStation Xbox. I can't. We're supposed to have, be happy here. We, we are supposed to be happy. I am happy. So, I'm if I gave a golden guy. seal of approval to PlayStation Xbox right now, it, it'd be the gold Korok poop. Gold Korok poop seal quality for, for the uh, PlayStation. For, well, for PlayStation and Sony and Microsoft right now, or not, I wouldn't even say Microsoft, for PlayStation and Xbox divisions of Sony and Microsoft, the state of them right now, yes. PlayStation just hadn't said anything forever. I mean, like, we literally know Spider-Man's coming out. They gave us Ragnarok. What more do we want? That was months ago. That was that has now been what over it, six months ago that we got God of War Ragnarok. Apparently, they're selling just fine. I mean, you're right. It's been in the past six months. But uh, did you bring a game to talk about for our seal quality today? I did not bring a game for the seal quality. Do you have anything you want to talk about for um, the seal quality? Does it have to be a first-party Nintendo game? It can be any game that has been released on a Nintendo system. Oh, uh, Pixel Remaster. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster? Oh, uh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Is there even a discussion to be had? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do the Pixel Remaster. Uh, it will be a Platinum. Did you do Twilight Princess already? We did not do Twilight Princess, but uh, you know what? We can do Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. I just beat it. Y'all made me play this game, so you know what? This will be this will be fresh right here. Right. So maybe we'll we'll switch the interview role, and you can ask me what I think about Twilight Princess, and and we'll, we'll give it a because I, I know how you feel about Twilight Princess. You do know how I feel about Twilight Princess. You say Princess. it's the best 3D Zelda game. I have said those exact things. Michael also says those exact things. I think everybody's against me. So so, Justin, tell me what. Your impressions are of Twilight Princess, first of all, how, as far as how you like the game. Then I want you to tell me how you feel about it against other 3D Zelda mm. games and why you feel that way. I'm glad you asked, Raj. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to relax here for a minute while you're yes. talking. So I was definitely glad that I played it. Um, it is way better than I remember. I really thoroughly enjoyed it i'm i'm glad i finished it it's another check mark off the old zelda list that uh, was on my shame list um, if i don't beat skyward sword before tears of the kingdom i'm not going to be upset this this was more important uh even though i'm really enjoying skyward sword there's a lot of things i really like about this game there's a lot of things i really don't like about it still and i'm really glad i streamed it um i i can't stand the first 15 hours of the game like 15 hours of the game. I was the wolf most of the time. 
You could not. You are doing it wrong if you're the wolf most of the first 15 hours of the game. Well, it was 15 hours until I got the ability where I could say, I don't want to be the wolf anymore. Are we allowed to do spoilers? Yes. Okay, so this is full of spoilers. I mean, this is like a, how, this is like a, you know, a 16, good lord, it's a 17 year old game. All right, well, that just really hurt. So, uh, <laughs> Twilight really? Princess is a 17 year old game. Is it really? Yeah, it came out in 2006 when the Wii launched. Oh my gosh. So it, it really was the first 14 hours before I got that ability, before I could say, transform into human, do this, you know. I just didn't like that. Um, a lot of people give Wind Waker a lot of crap about the boat. I just think that it's objectively better to play as a Link all the time. And it was a very long time. Now, yes. I will those, not disagree with you on that point. There, during the first 14 hours, I did not play as a wolf the entire time, but there were sections where it's just like, once you transform, you're like, I'm going to be this wolf for about two hours. And it's like how I felt in God of War Ragnarok when you picked fruit. I was just like, oh. Oh, my Lord. I was like, please. I, that's, for those of you who, <laughs> who are not in our Discord and have not seen me mention it, like I have retroactively um, undeclared God of War Ragnarok as my 2022 game of the year. Just because the longer I sit on it, the I don't want to say the less I like it because I loved it, but the more problems I have with the problems of that game. It's so weird because I'm I'm figuring I have issues, Rod. That's why I'm in therapy with you and I pay you. Um, I text you these live reactions all the time. And the more I go away from Ragnarok, the more I like, I love the ending. I really do. I love, I love love the secret ending. The story Uh, is by far one of the best stories in game. The secret ending is just, it's just, that last song they play, oh my gosh. But now, if, I, if only they could do as well with the storytelling as games like The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, well, I'll get to that. And, and you have to believe <laughs> me that I will give it a fair... If I'm saying I'm enjoying Skyward Sword, you have to believe me that I will give Last of Us Part 2 a fair shake. Oh, yeah. I will do it. Just not in the mindset to do that right now. But back to Twilight Princess. Um, once I got past that, I really enjoyed it. I, I loved it a lot. I thought transforming back and forth was fantastic. There was areas where you had to turn into the wolf. It was really cool. Uh, You had to solve it. And then there was areas where you had to um, go back to Link. And I thought that was a very great mechanic when you weren't settled into being the wolf for a couple hours. And I say that because it was a couple hours. It was a couple hours, Raj. You know what I mean? It was. So overall, really glad I played the game. I thought the dungeons were very good. They were very, very good. A lot of memorable things happened in those dungeons. Um, some of them I didn't like as much as I thought I would, but the one where you uh, jump with the little spinning device and you jump and you like fight that boss. With the center of that boss was so much fun. Great, great boss. Yep, absolutely. Temple of Time, great, you know, where you went and uh, you move the statues and everything like that. So, and then the story of Midna helping her out. Um, in the climax of the game was fantastic. It's, in my opinion, as one of the best Ganon slash Ganondorf fights in the entire series. Uh, the Ganon, I just feel like he wasn't, and that's another thing I have a problem with. And when I say problems, this is a wonderful game. So, like, I hate complaining about it, but, you know, I guess if you have to, if you're putting it up against the greats of all time, in Ocarina of Time, one of the first things that happens is you go to the castle and you go try to find Princess Zelda and you find Prince, you like, you sneak in and you learn the, right. the song of time. She, you know, gives you the, you have the little ocarina and you learn the song, not the song of time, but you learn Zelda's, Zelda's lullaby. When you come back, she's on a horse and she's being taken by Ganondorf, right? Yep. Iconic. One of the most memorable scenes of all of gaming. I can close my eyes and see it, right? Yep. 
and you get the Ocarina of Time, right? Yes, sir. One of the things in Twilight Princess, I feel that you really don't even know Ganon's your main threat until the end of the game. Because you don't. You don't. You don't know that. You, you, and it's it, cool. To that point, it's been Zant. It's Zant the whole time. And Zant ends up being a pretty neat boss. Really weird. Like, he has some issues. Um, I mean, here's the thing, though. If you think about it, for the most part, Link to the Past did something similar because it was all Aghanim. It was. Uh, and and I, at the very I, end of the game, oh, Aghanim Ganon. Okay. Yes. Yes. So... Um, that's, and I like Ocarina of Time that it does that. And you know the threat the entire game. Right. Um, there's something about that. And, and, you know, that's just personal preference. I would say Twilight Princess is a better game than most games that come out nowadays. If some, if my nephew, if Twilight Princess was on the Switch and he was like, Justin, should I buy, I don't know, what's a new Switch game that came out in the last six months, you know, that's not a Nintendo game, just uh, any old game. I'd be like, Play Twilight Princess. Yeah. It's better than anything that's come out in the last, you said, how many years? 17 years. 17 years. I do want to point out, however, that Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters that come out recently on the Switch, and Final Fantasy VI is better than Twilight Princess. I mean, I love the Pixel Remasters, so. But my nephew probably wouldn't appreciate them as much as we do, so. Very true. Um, but Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say Final Fantasy VI is better than, the Pix than uh, Ocarina of Time or other... I don't, I don't know that it is better than Twilight Princess. Let me talk about math there a little bit. I still like Ocarina of Time the best um, because of the constant threat of Ganondorf. And I understand that's just totally, that's totally objective. And a lot of it's nostalgia too because I played Ocarina of Time. I remember getting that on Nintendo 64. I really did like the side things a lot better. I didn't do all the side things in Twilight Princess, but they also didn't compel me to do them. And it, it, it's different, too, because I streamed it. That's, right. that's really different. Like, I wasn't just sitting there playing it in the comfort of my... I've already done more side stuff in Skyward Sword because I'm just sitting on my couch playing it. Right, yeah. Uh, but I have a lot of memorable things about Ocarina of Time where you get the big Goron sword. And I remember, like, we had the big Goron sword and we did all these things and it broke. And I was like, what the heck? And then we found out that you could make the perfect big Goron sword and you had to, like, run across the map with this recipe before it expired. And we're like, why would we use this sword? It, it was cool, but you had to two-hand it. And then you find out when you fight Ganon at the end, instead of using that little dagger... You use the big Goron sword. And you wreck him. And you wreck him. You just wreck him. You wreck him. And that was probably like the second time we beat the game because, you know, we didn't know all that stuff. Uh, we ended up playing with the Nintendo Power Strategy guy the second right. time. I just think that the the overall, the game was just better. Uh, you're talking about 99 to a 97. You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking yeah. about a huge gap here. And I've always said that, too, when I say Twilight Princess is my favorite 3D Zelda. It's not like there's a big gap here. Like, it's very close to me with uh, Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker. Like, those are neck and neck and neck. Yeah. And, and before I played the game, I would have called you all crazy. But I understand it now. I totally understand it. Uh, especially for Bonner, who played... I couldn't imagine getting that game on GameCube. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what a lucky... the wolf even longer on the GameCube. Well, I mean, you know, now times just differently. When you're a kid, I mean, I played Final Fantasy VII like three times when I was a kid, so right. I, I had nothing else to do when I came home from school. So, you know, being a wolf for an extra hour, whatever, it doesn't matter at that time. Um, I, I understand. I'm glad I played it. I love it. I love it a lot. I don't know if I'd put it above Wind Waker. I'm not sure about that. It's got. It's like when I beat a link to the a link between worlds. I was like, oh my gosh, that could have been one of the best Zelda's I've ever played. But I can't say it yet because it's too fresh. 
And that's so. why I didn't want to, when I replayed Link Between Worlds a while back, that's why I didn't want to like immediately try to compare it to other Zelda games. Yeah. Now I'm willing to say Link Between Worlds is... My second favorite 2D Probably Zelda. my second favorite 2D Zelda game. It probably yep. beats Minish Cap. Uh, I love Minish Cap. Yeah, I love Minish Cap, but I love Link's Awakening. And I know I'm kind of in the minority on that with our, our friend group. I, you guys don't like Link's Awakening nearly as much as I do, but... Yeah, it's just different. I just, I just never played it yep. when it first came out, so... Nostalgia fueled. I mean, I can't even begin to argue that point. I'm really glad you guys pushed me to play it. I enjoyed it a lot. I say there's no reason this game could be lower than silver. There's just no. It's so good. It's so good. My nitpicks are, my nitpicks are my nitpicks. But this game is. I, I mean, I'm just thinking of like games that came out in 2022 and 2023 that it costs $70, it's laughable to compare them to Twilight Princess. The game plays so good. It's so fun. You know exactly what I would say it's going to rank as. Mm -hmm. You know I'm going to say gold because I like it better than Twilight Princess or than Ocarina of Time, mm -hmm. which is also a gold. Mm -hmm. And Wind Waker, which would also be a gold. I would agree. Or uh, have you ranked both of those already? We have not. The only Zelda games we have ranked were Link's Awakening. And I feel like... Uh, Zelda 2. I think those were the two Zelda games we mm -hmm. ranked for Link's Awakening and Zelda 2. There may have been another one. We get a little Zelda happy on this show sometimes. Well, we're really pumped Super about Zelda, Zelda Brothers. But right now, right now, it's very understandable why. Yes, yes, yes. You know, without planning on doing like, even slightly Zelda-related episode today, we're going to launch... I tried to... When Zelda I was before. thinking of this episode and the questions I wanted to ask you, because I really wanted to get your opinion of how you felt during those times, they really do revolve around Zelda. They do. It, it launches with it. It ends with it. It launches with it. It's ending with it again. Um, it's just such pivotal times of Nintendo. And um, it, yeah, if we ranked it gold, I'd be fine with it. It's a wonderful game. It's it's. I'm so happy I played it. I just can't call it my favorite um, because even like playing kids, a kid Link, it's. It's still fun to me. I just sometimes just and, did not have and fun. It's like when you say, and you can't even say we're crazy anymore for liking Twilight Princess nope, better than the other. I can't others. say you're crazy anymore. I, I, it's, you, you can't argue that it's, I can't argue with anybody who, who says they like Ocarina of Time better than Twilight Princess. I can't. Yeah, but I did think you guys were even crazy. Even though I do. I did think you guys were crazy before. I really did. I was like, they're nuts. This game's not that right. good. Um, so I'm, I'm very glad I played it. And um, I would personally give it a silver. That would be me. But out of respect for all the bros, if you brought it to gold, I would say, oh, it's... I, would, I mean, 100% Michael would give, also give it a gold. No question. Russ would do? Russ would probably also give it a gold. And I have to make sure whenever we do inevitably give uh, Wind Waker a seal of quality, I need to make sure Russ is not on that episode. Uh, you need to make him on it and make him vote it gold. You know? I, what we need to do is like have all four of us <laughs> on it. You, Bonner, myself, and Russ. And we'll three to one get fucked him. <laughs> just get like D&D &D kind of 3 to 1 get fucked yep 3 to 1 get fucked Russ gold yep speaking of of Russ and getting fucked you were sick and missed your second episode as permanent host get fucked poor Russ rest in peace he thought this episode I was gonna blast him he did you really didn't blast him no I, I wanted to there's just so much to think about with Nintendo right now of where we're going and uh, this is the greatest. Uh, I'm with you. Like, I'm so pumped. I'm going to be, be texting you so much the next month. It's going to be unbelievable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not that we don't text every you day. You can say we text a lot anyways. <laughs> Literally, you were the only person I text every single day. Yep. Same Not here. even my wife, but that's because we you know, see each other in person every day. It's a little yeah, different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Patreon.com. 
So we're giving it gold. We're giving it the gold. Gold. Let's talk about Patreon. Patreon. So 13 Palm Trees, 13, uh, patreon.com slash 13 Palm Trees. I keep getting the hiccups from this freaking coffee that I've been drinking this episode. Shout out to Duncan for bringing back Butter for Con. Very good. Absolutely. Um, so pe- the cool thing about 13 Palm Trees Patreon is not only are you supporting Super Nintendo Bros, but you're also supporting post-game t- content. You're also supporting the Final Girl podcast. You're supporting the Party Beat. You're supporting um, that sexy beast, um, Alex's uh, photography business. Nice. If you don't, if you don't know Alex, he is he is quite a sexy man. Um, and the Thirteen Palm Trees Patreon it helps all the Thirteen Palm Trees products. So I highly recommend donating to that. And the other best part about when you donate money to 13 Palm Trees is it's money that Daniel can see, but he cannot use for any type of personal gain. I like that. Yeah. My favorite part is the sticker club. Tell us about the sticker club. The sticker clubs, um, you join that. I believe it's $10 a month. And you get a personal sticker sent to you every month, plus all the other perks that you get from 13 Palm Trees. You get outtakes, which... Boy, oh boy, the outtakes, if uh, if we ever be recording from before this episode, my goodness, they're going to be good because I was on fire. Yeah, you were you were still uh, in your anti-Microsoft absolute rage at that point, which yes, was so that'd be totally enjoyable. worth it. Uh, but yes, check it out. Uh, love to support these guys, and I always appreciate being, being here in the studio. It's a good time. Yeah, and Daniel can't use that money to buy anything. Well, he definitely can't use it to help him with fantasy football because nothing will help him there. Oh, there it is. There it is. I got to admit, I came, I came unprepared for a Daniel burn today. I'm glad you managed to. I picked it up for you. And make it up. I felt that. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want to put out, I put out a little um, bonus perk about Sticker of the Month Club, and this is directly from Bonner himself. The next person who signs up for the ten dollars Sticker of the Month Club on Patreon will receive a free Super Nintendo Bros T-shirt. Very nice. I don't even have a Super Nintendo Bros t-shirt. Justin, I think you and I need to buy the shirts and the hats before we go I to I still have my Guru shirt I wear every yeah, once I, in a while to bed. I think we need to get the shirts before we go to too many games. That'd be cool. I want a hat. Yeah, we need to get the hats too. Even though they're a stupid flat bill. If you like flat bill hats, I apologize. I, I don't like yeah, them. Yeah, I'm I'm too old, man. I like, I like the nice curved bill hats with their, with either the stretch back or the fitted back because I'm not. See, there you go. No, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not a fan of the snapback. Yeah, snapback's not either. for me. Dear Michael, great hats. Get us some curved bill, <laughs> stretch hats for Super Nintendo Bros. He's probably going to cut that. He probably is. Dear Michael, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Justin, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Well, you can find me on Twitter, WV Harp Guitar, and then you can. I don't know how much I'll be streaming. Um, it's fun, but. Man, I'd just rather just be in Discord hanging out with everybody chatting. Um, just but coffee and grind. If we ever if I ever uh think of another RPG I would like to play, it's fun. Uh you can find me on there on Twitch, Coffee and Grind. But uh I'm hoping we get to the studio and we get to play some Nintendo games together. We've talked about doing this. It's bound to happen eventually. I think summertime, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. When we're all a little more free and have some It's not snowing outside in May. Or, yeah, yeah, when it's May. not snowing in freaking May. <laughs> Snowshoe, like I said earlier, Snowshoe has eight inches of snow right now. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's May 2nd. When we're That's unbelievable. This. Join the Sticker Club. Join the Sticker Club. Join Patreon. Join the Discord. You can find the, disc- the link to our Discord in the description of the episode. 
Uh, we had a couple new people come in this week. We had a couple new people come in this week. And uh, like like Justin was saying a minute ago, he loves being on Discord. Our Discord is extremely active. Like we're, It is. There's always at least one of myself, Russ, Justin, Bonner, Max in there spouting off about something. And it's a good time. If you're upset about Xbox, just come on and talk to me. Justin definitely flooded it with anti-Xbox propaganda today. Well. But is it really propaganda if it's true? It's, I'm very upset. You should wasted be. a lot of money. You should so. be. So, yeah. Like I said, uh, also, one thing I never really touch on when we when we do the show, when I'm wrapping up, uh, hop on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. Leave us a review. I want to hear what y'all have to say about the show. You know, if you don't like it, like, give me one star and tell me I suck. I don't, I'd be fine. I, I won't be upset about it. I'll probably laugh at it if you are Done. Uh, Justin's literally doing it right now. Yep. Um, and another thing that I always want to mention is in, if you go into our Discord, uh, we have a couple channels that I want to point out to all of our listeners. We have a Seal of Quality Requests channel, and I believe we also, and we have a Topic Suggestions channel. If there's a particular game you want to see us talk about and give a Seal of Quality, Suggest it there. If we have, if one or more of us have played it, we'll talk about it. If there's a particular topic you want to see us cover on this show, throw it in there. We'll talk about it. If you want us to talk about like the sudden and annoying boost of hentai games that have come into the eShop recently, I'm sure I can easily say, hey, Ryan Turner, we'll talk about hentai on the Switch. He'll be like, let's do it. And he and I will talk about anime titties for an hour. <laughs> I'd buy them, but you'd see us playing them. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Someone suggested Animal Crossing the other day. Somebody, yeah, we did get a suggestion that uh, somebody wants to have a discussion about Animal Crossing with people who have only played like 20 minutes of Animal Crossing. Actually, 19 minutes, minutes was a specific 19 minutes or less, request, yeah. which I don't know if I know anybody who's played 19 minutes or less. Maybe Sean? No, Sean played it a lot. Did Sean play it a lot? Okay, yeah. well, maybe I played Russ. It. I played I it a lot, I don't know too. Russ's habits were. I suggested maybe Bex, but shout out to Bex, our, our social media. She's great. Um, our social media brilliant, bright light of awesomeness. I, we, I, I haven't suggested her because I don't know her gaming habits, but apparently she played a lot of Animal I think Xbox should probably hire her. They could use her. I think if, if Xbox hired Bex, they They'd would immediately like, just write the ship. I agree. Bex for Xbox 2023. All right, well, with that being said, uh, until next time, happy gaming. Take care. <laughs>